You are listening to Neurosalience, the OHBM podcast. So I'm Peter Banatini. I'm the I'm the host of this podcast. For this first podcast, we'll be talking about a new publishing platform for OHBM called Aperture. Uh, and also, I have to mention that I'll be involved in this discussion as well, since since I was part of the starting out of the of the uh, publishing platform. So, uh, but today we have uh, three guests who have are the key players. Um, in getting Aperture started. And I, like I said, I've been involved with uh, working with it as well. Uh, so to begin, we have uh, 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 Jean-Baptiste Pauline uh, from McGill University. Uh, we have Tanya White, uh, who is the editor-in-chief uh, of Aperture from Erasmus University. And we have Kay Vanda, who's the, um, uh, uh, the editorial manager of, of Aperture. Uh, who who works uh, with OHBM, uh, basically with with global management partners, the the company that that organizes OHBM, and she's our key person for sort of helping out with all the uh, administrative parts of Aperture. So um, let's just sort of uh, maybe uh, I'll just uh, go around and you can introduce yourselves. So let's start with uh, with JB. Uh, I am uh, very pleased to be on that podcast. It's, it's just been so fun and so long, as uh, Peter was saying. It's been a very long journey for Aperture to uh, uh, come into life. Um, uh, so I work at McGill University, and um, uh, I'm an associate professor over there. Uh, I do brain imaging methods. Uh, I work also on uh, infrastructures. Uh, how to how do we uh, proposed new tools and ways of processing and ways of uh, uh, hosting data and uh, and and I've I've been working on on trying to sort of like ease the process of um, doing research. So uh, how do you uh, get access to data more easily? Get access to pipelines more easily? How do uh, those sort of things? Uh, as well as you know a bit of a you know, biostatistical aspects uh, in brain imaging and um, and. And yes, I think uh, Aperture was one of the dreams that I had that, uh, that I, finally, with the help of many people, is, is coming to life. And uh, I'm super happy to be uh, at that stage now. Thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, Tanya. Um, hello, everyone. It's very nice to be here on this uh, first podcast uh, for OHBM. It's a great group of people um, who are put together Aperture and, and getting it going. I'm in. Uh, from background, I'm an associate professor at uh, Erasmus University Medical Center uh, in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Um, my focus is uh, what's called pediatric population neuroimaging, which is the intersection between epidemiology, which is in the news a lot now with the COVID issues, but epidemiology and, and developmental neuroscience, you could say. So large scale neuroimaging in uh, in pediatric populations uh, to better understand um, exposures, for example, exposures during prenatal life and downstream effects on the brain, or um, emerging psychopathology, um, or typical development, and also um, involved in methods, uh, various methods development. And I'm excited to be the uh, uh, Aperture, uh, first Aperture Editor-in-Chief. And um, I, I like what, uh, when we were discussing with some of the handling editors what Cameron Craddock said when he said, it seems like you're building an airplane while you're flying, which, <laughs> which is what we're doing. Uh, but it's, it's uh, I'm extraordinarily optimistic. Yeah, and hopefully we'll keep it in flight as it's taking off. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but also your, your background, you know, I, I always like to, to note that, uh, I mean, your background is, you got your bachelor's in electrical engineering as well. So you're, 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 you're not, uh, uh, you're not uh, uh, apart from the technical side of things as well. So, 
Yes, I did my uh, bachelor's um, in electrical engineering and my master's as well in electrical engineering at, at Illinois. And at the time that I was at Illinois, uh, Paul Lauderber was, uh, was there. So. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, Paul Lauderber, you know, it's, he still has his first magnet in the basement of University of Illinois as well. I had a chance to see that a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. So, Kay. Uh, uh, I'd like to introduce yourself as well. Sure. Hi, thank you, Peter. Yes, um, I'm Kay Vanda. I am sort of the journal editorial manager of Aperture. I came in to this project in January and um, was, you know, so thrilled to see it launch in October. My role really is just sort of administrative communications management, um, getting submissions from A to B, really. So it's very exciting. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, and you're based actually, you're, you're based in Minnesota right now with uh, uh, um, the rest of the uh, global management partners sort of central offices. So, okay. And I guess we're all based at our houses right now during COVID, but um, uh, so, so I want to just get started with the whole idea of, of Aperture. Um, uh, so this might go, this might be more of a question for JB. So what, how did, so what was, what's really the timeline of how to, when did actually sort of started in your mind and, and how it slowly got off the ground? Oh, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if my memory goes back to <laughs> that time. Uh, but um, I do remember when we were in Puerto Rico, where, you know, at, some, at some stage we, we were hoping to uh, have OHPM uh, in Puerto Rico and then the Zika virus, there was another virus at the time. Um, and uh, so I, I think it was, um, let me see, 2016 probably, um, and the and and we had this. Uh, you know, the, we, we were thinking like, and there was a, a bunch of people, and I think I remember now Nico Krigerskorter was there, and uh, uh, and Tom Nichols was there, and Jupiter, I think you were there, and uh, and Michael Gracious, and like a, and a number of of, uh, uh, of people were, you know, uh, uh, around, and. Um, uh, and really, uh, it it was it was uh, uh, you know like there was it was also at the time where uh, there was a lot of a uh, uh, bad feeling with Elsevier, uh, and uh, you know like uh, you remember you remember the time when Elsevier was actually lobbying the Congress such that uh, you couldn't actually uh, you know pub, you know have an open access to your PubMed uh, PDFs like right? so so uh, publication funded by NIH would you would have to pay again somehow like the public money would have to be put again to uh, to access those 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 uh. so we, we are thinking like you know why do we you know I mean and and, and basically um, uh, having like a traditional journal is is very uh, is not very expensive in some ways. Uh, everything is now online. You don't need the printers and all those things. So, so that was one motivation. And uh, uh, and oh yes, and Martin Martin was there as well. Martin Linquist was uh, one of the big proponents of the of, yeah. yeah. And the uh, and so and so that was part one of the motivation was a bit like a reaction against the system that we we thought were was not you know uh, entirely fair or adequate. Like it was a bit of a uh, too much of a power given to uh, uh, to those um, to some companies, and uh, and the other motivation is that we uh, I was you know like thinking uh, it's it's very it's it's incredible that uh, we we value a lot uh, you know uh, uh, you know the story of you know what the, the results and the uh, and 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 the narrative of of those results uh, and we don't value that much you know what the building blocks of the, of, the, of those things and the the data sets the pipelines the uh, the, the the actual work and. Uh, as uh, as you know, as as classical, <laughs> you know, saying now isn't like the, the, the actual the actual scholarship is is often in in the code and is often in the uh, uh, rather than the, just the, the narrative of it. I mean, obviously, it's it's uh, you know it's it's in both, <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, but uh, but you know there is there was also this feeling that you know the if you have a, a PhD student and that PhD student is is working on like a, a you know a package to you know analyze data and things like that. This could be a very, very high value for the community, uh, but very, very little value for that PhD student. And, uh, and often I would hear uh, uh, 
API saying, hey, uh, you should really not work on that package really that much. You should really publish things and, uh, and, and, and put, you know, PDF on, you know. And, and that really was like a, a bit of a, you know, uh, thinking, okay, that's, that's really inefficient for our research. Like we, are, we, we, we do need to value those objects. Uh, and, uh, and so part of the, the motivation for Aperture was the, how do we value those things uh, much, much more? And, uh, and uh, how do we create a place where those things will be valued and well-recognized and you can be sort of like a, a extremely happy and, and, you know, and, and, uh, and proud of, of publishing those things. Um, yeah. And uh, so that, yeah, that was, so that's how that's how it sort of started in 2016. I remember, I remember when you talked to me. Um, I believe it was in Singapore um, in uh, what was that 2018 or uh, 2018 was uh, Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah, 17. And yeah, and that's where you sort of asked me to help out, and I said I was happy to help out because I actually also believed uh, in in that I was sort of just ramping down from being editor in chief of Dura Image, and I I, I still. Uh, felt sort of this drive to to want to help out with a with a totally different publishing platform, so I I got on board. Um, but yeah, and and actually this sort of leads into the and so so you asked me, I, these, yeah, yeah. I was also in Puerto Rico, and and oh. I remember. Um, yes, what, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember one of the things that was uh, discussed was. Um, about the publishing platform is is the best practices, and and the question is. Why couldn't we have our our own platform as well for publishing the the best practices? That's one of the things I remember. There, there may have been uh, regarding the memory. Uh, we we might have been some alcohol involved. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> some of the best ideas start out with a little bit of. <laughs> yeah. So um, and it, and it definitely that sort of leads into the next question of of sort of what. What needs it, it fills, as, you, as both of you are saying, is that it, you know, it's sort of along the lines of, you know, you have your business and you, you know, before we're sort of closed and and uh, uh, there was a paywall and things like that, but also just the idea that more of a mechanism for sharing, uh, sharing code and and sharing data, and and writing about that and sort of the the open access sort of taken to the extreme, to help to help catalyze the field, uh, to help, uh, you know, you know papers. Sort of, it's sort of unfortunate that you know, people. The the result of all this research is just papers, but people read them and then they have to, you know, if they want to reproduce it or, or do anything with it, they have to start from scratch or go through other mechanisms. So this is hopefully catalyzing uh, that. Um, uh, so so okay. So let's um, so let's take it forward a little bit further. Uh, uh, you know, we we sort of started talking about this at OHEBM a little bit, making some announcements that we're going to get going and. And, um, and then it was just JB and I initially, and then we sort of uh, were starting to think about who's going to be involved in this. And, and uh, uh, I don't know, JB, do you want to talk a little bit about, um, uh, and then obviously that, that we were totally lucky uh, to, to, to that, that Tanya agreed to uh, uh, be editor in chief, because um, uh, I think that, that that you're the perfect sort of combination of you know the clinical side, the research side, the 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 philosophy of sort of uh, open access, and, and so uh, we spent a long time last year, uh, you know, finding people for for the jobs. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit, uh, JB. Sure. Uh, yeah. No, I think uh, I think uh, uh, Aperture would be. Really, really well served with with Tonya because, uh, as you said, uh, Peter, it's like you know, I, I, you know, the, the fact that you have Tonya that you have those two backgrounds are, you know, is, I think it's critical for our field in general that uh, the, the uh, having the, the the technical and the uh, kind of clinical knowledge is is fantastic for for our community. Uh, and also, I think Tonya, you've always been also involved in the kind of open open access, open access, open source, open uh, and and and. Uh, hackathon sort of like you know initiative and the open science sig uh, generally uh, so i've seen you in the in the open science sig hackathons quite a, uh, quite a few times and you were always like you know being involved there and i think that's part of uh, the aperture kind of a genotype is a bit in that community as well uh, and uh, and with you know like uh, recognizing all the work that has been done by you know uh, people like uh, Pierre Belek, uh, Cameron Craddock, uh, 
uh, and and you know many others. Uh, and and I, I can't, I don't want to cite too many because that's a, you know, it's a very long list of uh, you know like a, uh, but I think they they I mean, that's that's sort of like a, a community has shaped a bit and, and changed a bit the way uh, we we're doing uh, uh, neuroimaging and 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 science in our field. Uh, so uh, and I think. Apatry has, has some, a little bit of a, that history as well uh, for, for you, uh, Tonya. So I just uh, wanted to recognize that as well. It's a, a, third, a third thing that you have as well. <laughs> it's uh, fantastic. Thanks. And, and the hackathons, which, uh, which I think, I don't know, I, I, I remember from council, you've been a strong proponent of the hackathons and, and promoting the open science community has been a tremendous, benefit within OHBM. So I've, I've taken uh, PhD students to the hackathons and it's just a fabulous way uh, to be introduced to the, yeah, a different part of the organization of human brain mapping, the more smaller uh, people uh, work together, you sit in small groups and, uh, uh, and it's, uh, it's an open, friendly and very diverse and inclusive environment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, yeah, actually I just, it, it's, it, uh, so, so the whole development reminds me of, uh, so it takes me back to also this meeting that Tanya was at as well, uh, before we even had any, any sort of clear idea of, uh, uh of who's going to be editor or whatever we were, we were meeting in Montreal, um, and that was a kind of a early meeting. It was an interesting meeting. Uh, uh, JB hosted that and uh, um, there were other people involved and Tanya was there and we were meeting with uh, a person, uh, Adam Hyde, who's with uh, Coco. Uh, with, uh, that was one potential platform uh, that we were discussing with him. I don't know if you wanted to talk about how that meeting got going. And, uh, um, and, and so that was interesting because we, we were throwing around all kinds of ideas and uh, um, uh, we met with Adam and, and uh, um, uh, then we continued on as, as trying to figure out actually how to get it going. And, uh, and we ultimately decided with, uh, to, to go with Attendee Interactive. Um, uh, but, but I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that, your experience at that meeting. That, I remember Tanya was coming up with a lot of different ideas and we were all sort of brainstorming as far as there. That's... Yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, there was a. I think uh, you know those those sort of things happened uh, a little bit uh, organically, right? <laughs> um, uh, one of the uh, and, and starting aperture with uh, at an interactive was the right decision because we, we needed to start, get started and we needed and I don't think the we had a, a, like a, an alternative way of doing it that it was viable. Um, at the same time. Uh, you know, I always like uh, uh, I always had the, in mind that you know if we could have an open source platform that uh, could be uh, you know sort of like uh, uh, looked at and and possibly embellished and or improved or you know by by uh, by open source developers that uh, you know uh, that we we do have a lot of a really excellent open source developers in our community. Uh, I, th I thought that that would be a, you know like a, a good thing for like uh, you know we. We won't be tied into like a you know uh, uh, to some uh, some uh, specific product, and we could like you know more be uh, freer in some ways in what we want of that platform to be. So that has not happened yet, but it may happen hopefully soon. Um, uh, we are uh, we are actually you know working with the Collaborative Knowledge Foundation and uh, Adam Hyde and uh, uh, to see how we can make uh, their uh, their. Uh, their developments uh, uh, useful for aperture, and uh, and and I like also the fact that uh, this this group has been working on you know open source development of a publishing platform for a while. They've worked with uh, eLife, they worked with Indawi, they worked with like a number of the uh, California Data Library. I think they uh, you know, so they, they they do have like the experience of uh, of those those developments, um, and uh, and hopefully hopefully we'll. Deliver something good for the community uh, and for the uh, uh, for the neuroscience community. I'm, I'm a, as as you said, uh, Tonya. This is really like again a bit like flying the plane while you while you are. So we we are definitely 
wet and we'll have hiccups, we'll have like a little bumps in the road, but uh, the general direction seems to be uh, good and, and, you know, and, hope, and hopeful uh, for the future. So uh, um, yeah, we, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but that was a fun meeting. That was, we were trying to find out a bit what we, who we were. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, and it, it, was, it was really coming from the, uh, the fact that, you know, I, I just want to mention the, the before Aperture, there was this uh, committee, OHBM committee, it was uh, called the Topic D OHBM uh, Publishing Initiative uh, Committee. And, um, and I think that's, you know, a lot of words, you know, like a thought and, and brainstorm at, at that level as well before. Uh, but yeah, that was, I was, that was one of the, you know, this in-person meeting that I think we, I remember well. And yeah. I, I really, I'm really, really grateful that you, you came actually, uh, uh, Tonya and Peter, because that, that made, that made a, a, a huge change, a huge uh, impact um, on, on, the, uh, on the project. Yeah, that, that was an important meeting. Um, yeah, Nicholas Stikoff was, was involved as well, I think. And, and uh, yeah, so it, it was, but we finally decided to go with Attendee Interactive uh, just to, because it just practically, we had to get something going uh, right away. And Attendee Interactive, as most of the OHBM community knows, it sort of handles the abstract submission for OHBM. And so they had some sort of structure in place and we had a, we have a, OHBM has a great relationship with Attendee Interactive. And so we got, so they're, they're gonna get us off, they got us off the ground. And uh, now we're, now we're flying and, and we're trying to figure out, and, 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 you know, we've sort of talked with them about maybe trying, you know, we pushed them pretty hard to try to figure out how we can be more flexible and open access and whatever. And, and at some point, you know, that's not what they do. They're not a publishing, they're not a journal or a publishing platform company. So, so we're, we're moving in, uh, in another direction that will eventually go to, but it's, we're not quite there yet. So, um, but yeah, so 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 Tanya, uh, so when we when we asked you, we were we were really happy that you said yes. And so, I, what was your thought process in taking this on? Uh, obviously, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of work, and it might you know it's potentially a black hole of work. But um, but uh, it, it's it's also something that um, with you know we have a team of people that can help and we can manage. And so, what was your thought process as far as accepting this? Uh, well, the thought process was this. Um, I, I've been active in OHBM uh, since uh, my first meeting in 2000. And um, I'd been on council. I had the diversity and gender committee, but then I was, hadn't been doing anything for a while. And I actually was going through my mind, what should I do next? So I was thinking, should I try and join up on the program committee or, or uh, run for a different office in council? What should I do? And then and then this opportunity came. And uh, so I was at a point where I was already thinking, what can I do? Uh, what can I do for the OHBM community? Because it is, it does feel, it is my major meeting. It's, it's my community. I go there, I, I've, I really have um, in, in the virtual world now have, have really missed uh, not being there and interacting with people over coffee and discussing science and going to the talks and all that. So, um, so I decided, um, so I, uh, I, I, yeah, we had a discussion with, uh, with you, Peter, and, and with JB, and uh, I read through the, the material and uh, I had certain questions and, uh, and then I just, uh, I said, okay, I'll be a test pilot, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, 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 actually, the, the key things for me was, uh, was what was told with respect to, uh, to the journal itself. So one is that it's, it's backed by OHBM, which was really, really important for me because um, if it's coming from OHBM, it's coming from a, a great organization and, and they're going to support it. And that was really key for me. The, the second is that they wanted quality uh, material. So I, I was, I, I get all these emails about submit to our journal, submit to this journal. And, and I didn't want Aperture to be one of these ones. I, I wanted to be a sort of predatory journal. I don't want it to be a predatory journal. I want it to be, oh, you know, this is a neuroimaging paper. This is a paper focused on neuroscience or computational or something. 
aperture um, would fit. And then the fact that, um, that it's open, open science, low cost. I, I'm stealing some of the thunder from JB, who's gonna, <laughs> and you, uh, Peter, who's uh, talking about the major points about uh, Aperture. I mean, the OHBM community driven and high quality. Those aspects resonated with me. There's still issues that we have to address. There's many issues. Um, uh, I, I say flying a plane in the air, maybe it's riding a bike while you're building it because it's not really dangerous. I mean, you're not, nothing yeah. re really bad is gonna happen. Uh, and, uh, and we bike a lot here in the Netherlands. Uh, so maybe it's more like building a bike while you're riding it. It, it, it will go and it will be good. It's gonna take some time and, and it's teamwork. It's, uh, so we've uh, put together a great team of handling editors and uh, I was extraordinarily impressed that, uh, that many, many of the handling editors were really excited to be a part of that. And we're building our uh, editorial board as well, which is still in the process, um, which um, hope to include the handling editors to help uh, foster uh, who they think would be good as, uh, uh, as part of the editorial board. So it's a great team. Yeah. 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 So we'll, yeah, let's talk about that in a second. So, so just to, just to clarify the relationship between Aperture and OHBM. So, you know, uh, you know, OHBM supports Aperture, uh, not only in spirit, but also they're, you know, they're providing the funding for Aperture to sort of get started. The, I, the hope of then is that we're, we'll be self-sustaining. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're charging a little bit for, uh, for people to uh, to actually publish uh, articles, and uh, at, at some point we'll be self-sustaining. We're also looking at grants and things like that. But 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 OHBM definitely has Aperture's back. Uh, it's not you know it's not totally like you said. It's not a, it's not dangerous. Or it's not like well you know it, it's, you can almost sense that OHBM is sort of holding the bike up a little bit and as it goes along. Um, yeah, I don't know if you definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely like an OHBM sort of like you know driven uh, project. I, I should also say that you know some of the my you know like some of the grant money things I've I've actually contributed. I mean like uh, some other projects have also contributed to 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 the uh, to the um, to the enterprise. Uh, so it's a uh, it's to me it's one of the phenotype of the of of the of the project it is community driven like uh, and. Uh, and OHBM is really the catalyst, like trying to is organizing and and something. But but you know it's it's a it's it's a community driven project. Uh, hopefully, I, I like the fact that you know like OHBM is electing its uh, console. So if you don't like how Aperture is going, you like uh, you can change things. <laughs> Elections we know are important, and uh, uh, so uh, so that's uh, yeah. I just uh, wanted to mention that. Yeah. So. Um... So yeah, let's first talk about yeah the people in, in, involved before we tar start talking about the specific topics and types of papers and uh, uh, platforms or, or publishing uh, objects. Uh, yeah, the people involved. So so you know JB and I and Tanya were have been brainstorming for uh, trying to get you know editorial board and editors and what whatnot. So uh, and Kay has certainly been helping out with uh, uh, yeah. I have to let's just. Pause for a second and mention Kay because Kay has been absolutely critical in in all these phases. Um, uh, right from the start, uh, you know, when Kay started, we she was the person who helped keep us organized in terms of finding people and sending out emails to people uh, uh, and arranging these meetings. We've been meeting every week uh, almost about regarding Aperture, and, and Kay has been doing an amazing job. Uh, with all these Google Docs and all these and everything, just sort of keeping us organized. Uh, so, Kay, how's that been for you? Uh, was this what you expected when you signed on? Uh, oh goodness! Um, uh, yeah, I can honestly say when I started in January, um, it was just sort of staffing the Aperture Oversight Committee. So, P so J John JB is the chair. Peter is the chair elect of that of that community. It's about twelve or fourteen OHBM members, and my idea of Aperture, what this journal was, was really formed from um, 
so many great notes taken over the years in this in this compiled compilation of a Google folder, Google Doc of um, there was that meeting summary that they were talking about with Coco and all of these different ideas and then um, what uh, open access and open source, all these different notes of that. And so I took these notes and sort of came up with this operations plan, working with JB, working with, J with Peter, working with the Aperture Oversight Committee of what this journal could look like. And yeah, it's, it's, it's been very, very challenging, very, very rewarding. Um, I came from a science writing background. So I did a lot of writing about science and different studies. So the management and, and, and administrative side of it has been good it's been good okay well good hopefully uh hopefully you'll and now and right so you're even becoming more engaged over over time so that's that's really totally useful and once the papers start flowing in you'll your work will even increase further i'm sure um but uh but let's talk uh yeah no actually well um yeah, let's talk a little bit about uh um the 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 types of uh topics that Aperture covers as far as, uh, you know, what are the types of papers and or, or publishing objects. So all along JB is saying this isn't a journal, we don't publish, it's, we're not publishing papers, we're, it's a publishing platform for publishing research objects. And what does that mean, JB? So let's just clarify what we're, what we're looking for. Yes, so, um, uh, so, so again, so the, the idea is how do we make our research uh, as useful and as reusable as possible. I think I, that's uh, the, the goal of the, of the uh, and also uh, how do we recognize work that uh, is not well recognized, but critical for our, uh, for the advancement of, uh, of, of the field. And uh, uh, so, so the idea was to make sure that, you know, we're, we're, we are not only uh, publishing uh, PDF and narrative, but, uh, uh, but we are publishing uh, research objects that have, have some usefulness uh, and some, and, and as uh, Tonya was mentioning, high quality things. So things that stand out uh, you know, in, the, uh, in the community. So what, what kind of things can we publish? So, uh, the, the, I mean, I would say uh, first things come in mind, like obviously the narrative is important. Like, you know, like that's one, you know, it doesn't, we're not taking that away at all. Uh, but, uh, but, the, uh, but the data, I know we, we all know that we, if we can replay our uh, method, our like a uh, research on on another data set, like we we're really going to sort of like uh, increase the, the solidity and the generalizability of uh, of results. So I think that's one aspect. So data are really like a, a first uh, citizen object. Um, you know, alongside like uh, some journals are actually specialized in publishing data, like uh, the uh, scientific data uh, from the Nature uh, Spring Up uh, publishing. Uh, uh, is 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 specialized in that. So, so Aperture definitely wants to have that so like you know capacity of publishing data and how do we do this? How do we review those things? All those uh, questions. And then again, code pipelines, uh, notebooks, uh, computational notebooks are a, a second sort of like you know big item where. Uh, as I was saying, like, you know, we really, I think, you know, there's a lot of scholarship in the code and, and you know, and the amount of time that people spend in, the, in you know, making code clean, uh, tested, uh, solid, uh, uh, you know, like, a, uh, you know, able to, to evolve quickly to answer, like a, this is absolutely critical. It's in a huge amount of time. So having a, a place where you can recognize those things uh, as very high values, very, very, uh, sort of, uh, relevant and and uh, and useful for the for the communities always one other thing, but there's also like um, other things like um, thinking of Nicola and like you know Stikov and like you know the uh, and all the uh, the educational aspects. Uh, there's a lot of uh, fantastic work being pushed into uh, making courses and making like a, 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 a educational and training material uh, and the, and very high quality. Training material is also something that is extremely important for our community. Very, very important. And so I think recognizing those things and, and reviewing and saying, uh, you know, like uh, this is a super high quality one. We really want to make sure that this is uh, this is well seen as that the all the time and effort that have been put and expertise has, that have been put in in these things should be uh, recognized as 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 well as a, like you know a, a great finding or like you know. A, so that that was that was uh, so I've, I've mentioned those three things, but uh, but I'm sure there will be hybrid objects and, and other things that may may come up, you know, uh, along the uh, along the year. So we, I think we will be 
very open to sort of like you know anything that uh, the community thinks is really useful and really important for 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 the advancement of uh, science. Yeah, and Tanya, as the as editor in chief, I mean, obviously you have the you're the final say for a lot of these things and in, in the way the direction of the journal uh, of the publishing platform is is going. Um, you know, certainly JB and I are sort of helping out behind the scenes, but but what's your vision uh, of of that? Do you have anything to add as far as what you'd like to see and you know um, how it fits in? I I can only echo what JB said. So high quality. So some of the uh, submissions I expect will be very similar to submissions that are that go to typical journals. Um, there'll be uh, there'll be code um, that'll be reviewed, and and we're discussing what is the best uh, the best way to to review code and to make sure everything's uh, yeah working and and. Um, so the, the, one of the challenges in, in, in everything that we do is that, um, that the people who are asking to review, this is not their job, they're doing it for free. And uh, just like, I guess, all of us on this call, except Kay is being paid, fortunately, because she's uh, uh, doing a lot, but all of us are doing this for free. So this is uh, in addition to all our other work and so the reviewers who are uh, and the handling editors and the editorial board who are doing this work um, will um, will be testing it and looking at it so the, the aspects of code and educational content and I think I meant I mentioned earlier that that was one of the the, the best practices was one of the um, initial conversations that uh, prompted uh, I think, Aperture said, "Can we have a place where we can, where we can publish these best practices um, works, where it's it's our own, it's OHBM, so to speak." Um, and then, then there's the option to be creative. So one of the things, um, so we we uh, diversity and inclusivity is uh, is possible. I'm also considering the possibility of of some having one edition a year that taps into this whole area of uh, the combination between education and art, because uh, the art uh, and, and whether we could have like just before the meeting, uh, uh, some type of uh, submissions that, that are a compilation of people uh, using art and text in order to educate about the brain. Uh, and then, yeah, and then being flexible, I would say. So, so, so. Um, can so I, can I, of, yeah. Yeah, I just want to say one other thing, if sure. I could. Um, that I've had papers and probably other people have had papers that have been rejected from the standpoint of this is just an in incremental finding. It just is an incremental uh, extension of what we already know. And uh, or it's a replication, um, and and therefore it's rejected. And one of the things is if it's good quality and it's replication, or if it's an incremental uh, advancement. The the main point is the quality. I think these things are very important, especially in in imaging world where where um, there's an element of noise in which the sometimes the noise is uh, higher than the signal and what you're producing is is noise that has a hard time being replicated. And so I really would love to see replication and actually good quality negative studies um, in which uh, a power analysis is done so that you can show this is the, the effect um, had there been a finding just to, because it's harder to some extent to publish negative findings. But I also would very much like good quality negative findings. If everyone's um, looking at what they published, um, uh, if everyone's publications are only positive, that to me says something about, well, your hypotheses are always right. My hypotheses, I've, I think about a 10% rate of negative papers that I publish, 10 to 12%, and that's probably uh, too low. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we learn the most from our, our hypotheses that are wrong. And it's nice to have uh, sort of, right, uh, a platform that highlights those as well. Um, and, and I think we should also talk at some point in time about pre-registration, about uh, integrating that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, so I was about to get into a discussion about reviewing code, but before I do that, so why don't you uh, outline, you know, we've talked a lot about the, the, the whole process of, of, you know, submitting a paper and reviewing it. So I don't know if you wanted to outline um, what that process is. Uh, and so it, it's sort of, you know, in some sense, it's similar to like neuroimage and whatever, but, it, but you know, there's, uh, I don't know if you wanted to discuss it or, or I can discuss it or, well, you know, um, yeah, it's basically right. I mean, you 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 have an editor in chief, and and you have a uh, uh, your senior editors, and and or now we have one layer. We might get two layers, but uh, the the editors, uh, and and your, the editor in chief gets the paper, and or K gets it, sends it to the editor in chief. They decide on what editor is most relevant to this paper. Uh, initially, we had just talked about flipping that. Uh, we had played with the idea of having just the papers there and the editors get to choose uh, what they have, but that maybe that will come in the future, who knows, but uh, um, uh, uh, right now the editors choose it and then they pick, then they pick reviewers and they get the reviews, they iterate with that and then they send it back to the editor in chief. I don't know if you want to add any more to that. Okay, <laughs> um, hey, do you want to add anything to that? Um, I mean, it goes, it goes first to Kay who kind of does the, the, the initial run through about everything. And um, yeah, and you check for, and we, we want to check for, you know, things like plagiarism and completeness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Making sure the submission is all complete. A lot of it is um, like our system is not ideal, but that's just because of the limitations we're working to with the intended interactive platform that was discussed earlier. So some of the ideas like having a pool where handling editors can choose, having Tanya be able to freely access all the submissions at one time, those are, these are temporary glitches in, in the system, if you will, pain points that are, you know, we're continuing to work through. But at the moment, yes, I, the submission comes through me and then I hand it off to Tanya and then Tanya um, assigns a handling editor. And then if you want to get technical, it comes back to me and then I hand it to the handling editor and then the handling editor decides a peer reviewer and then it comes back to me and then I give it to the peer reviewer. So it's a, it's, it's a lot of um, uh, analog, very, very analog system at the moment. Yeah, and hopefully a lot of those processes so, in the platform, yeah. Can, it's streamlined. Yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, you're gonna. I would say one of the one of the advantages of moving to a different system is hopefully to remove some of these uh, this work that Kay would have to do because it's it's automated and and many of the editorial manager systems available through other have have these automatic processes where it goes directly from the handling editors to the people who are reviewing, but at this stage. Um, they go back and forth a lot through K. And uh, so, so we're working on cloning her. Yeah. <laughs> and can maybe can maybe. I just add quite one quick thing? Uh, uh, you know, like people sometimes ask uh, uh, if you're publishing data and code, and uh, where, where, is, where are those things going to be hosted, really? And, uh, and that, uh, we decided not to have like a something specific in aperture for that because that's that's sort of that's you know cost to maintain and to build and all those things. There are a number of very good platforms where uh, those objects can be hosted. Like you think of a code, I mean, like a GitHub is one of the obvious place. Or if you think of like a your imaging data, uh, you if it's like if it's a, it could be an open neuro data set or you know. So all those all those platforms, we we're kind of like uh, uh, thinking of okay, what are the good platforms that are long term sustainable that you know like uh, that are solid uh, all those things and 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 listing those things and and our our publications are really uh, you know pointing to those places uh, as long as they are again they they must they must have some quality and long lasting aspect and sustainability aspect. You can't put you know your research object on any place uh, so we, we you know we are uh, looking at where 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 are the good places uh, but uh, but you know but but our publication really points to those things uh, 
that's uh, that's maybe one of the specificity of, uh, of aperture. Yeah, I think that that's probably one of the things that's most exciting is the flexibility and ingenuity of the Aperture Oversight Committee and Tanya as well to make this work. Tanya describes the current system as kind of a duct tape solution, which I think is a really good metaphor. And something that JB and Nicola have always said is that Aperture currently works as a wrapper. So while we can't necessarily support uploads of data, of PDFs this time, we have ways to still publish them and make this work. So I think that that has just been so impressive watching all these different solutions make it work for people and authors who want to see these things published and who want to have a place for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's been really stimulating discussions for the last couple of years on, on what to do and how to do it. And and it was, you know, there's still things that aren't fully worked out. Like, um, I don't know if you want to discuss something, the, the issue of like, Reviewing code—that's uh, a tricky thing. Um, how do you how do you get how do you do that? How do you find people? There's certain people who just want to review code. How does what do you review it for? What level? What depth? Um, uh, I don't know if you wanted to uh, talk about that a little bit, uh, either JB or Tanya. Um, uh, you know what what's the plan as far as reviewing code? What 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 can people expect? Um, uh I don't know, Tonya, do you want to say a word? Or do you, uh... I'll start, maybe you can you can fill in. How's that? Okay. <laughs> so, because we've thought of this, we've, we've actually asked the handling editors, um, uh, are they interested in handling code? And we had, um, I would say almost about 50%, maybe it's 40% who are actually interested in saying, I'd like to handle code. Um, the, the approach of how we're going to do this is, is not completely worked out yet, but I would, I'd like to envision um, may, maybe based on the, the hackathon that there could be some way that, that this could be done as a team and actually in conversation with the people who have developed the code as needed. Um, so there's, there's different levels of how you can, how you can analyze code. I mean, you can make sure it runs, it does what it does. You can go through it line by line. You can, or you can just uh, look at the PDF and say, this looks like a good thing, but I'm not going to, to go through. To me, if you're reviewing code, there should be some quality check to make sure that it does what it says it's going to do. And that is time consuming. So, um, JB, do you have any anything to add to this? No, not really. I, I think uh, I mean people. Um, uh, I, I think people are asking, you know, how do you review code? Are sometimes people that have, have not developed code, right? And uh, if you have actually, you know, work on 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 the software package on things like that people have a much better idea of, okay, what they should be looking at. And, and obviously it's going to be like a, a, a process of how we you know what, what are we looking at exactly. But, uh, but you know, like, uh, I'm sure like, you know, it, this, this is not, I don't think that's very different from reviewing like a, a PD, you know, like a, a story where you have like a prior information on, on the states of things and you, and you want to, and, and you know, finding the you know, what what is quality and what is not quality. Or like, so basically, uh, I mean, is the code tested? Is it well documented? Is it uh, like a, uh, is it solid? Like you know, there's a number of things. And also, is it is it correct? Like you know, if we can, can how is it easy to check that it is correct? And you know, so so uh, so all those things I think will come naturally to people that have have the experience. Uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, and, and obviously it's going to be a learning process of, you know, how we, we do that. Uh, but, you know, remember also that we have, there are journals that are specifically publishing uh, good. And like, you know, for just for instance, the uh, Journal of Open Software, uh, you know, and, and, yeah. and so we can learn from those those journals as well and, and, and say, okay, those are the recommendation for our reviewers. And, uh, and, and yes, it's going to be a learning process, and uh, you know, and as often, you know, reviewing reviewing things, it's, uh, it's in some of it, it's going to be noisy as well, and we have to acknowledge that. Yeah. We'll see if someone uh, eventually submits something in uh, Fortran or something, and see what happens. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, of course, code gets updated, and uh, it's a it's a tricky thing to sort of, you know, we'll probably have it time stamped or version stamped. Uh, so that one could potentially upload it and 
and then have uh, various versions uh, added to it. You know, this is sort of a code is potentially a living document that we can uh, continue to, to timestamp. I mean, one can imagine a publishing platform where you publish the, the base code and, and then allow for uh, updates to be published along with that code uh, with, with timestamps. I think that happens naturally in, uh, in, in packages, like, you know, uh, there's a version, version one, version two, and, uh, and those things can be tagged uh, uh, while, you know, the, one of the difficulty uh, I, I should mention, and I'm just mentioning that because it's, it's an often like a, uh, it's a problem that is not very well dealt with, I think so far, but uh, we is on their way of developing solution is the acknowledgement of contributors of code. Uh, you know, like uh, let's say there's a publication aspect you know, on, on, on the code and there's a code review on the specific version with a specific number of contributors and then other contributors, you know, like uh, so uh, maintaining the contributors list and pointing uh, to the contributors list in the publication is one way of, of uh, you know, making sure that the contributions are, are acknowledged uh, for code, uh, for software or code or uh, object. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an ongoing challenge, and, and I think it's uh, yeah definitely something that uh, um, will evolve like everything else. And I think that we're very flexible as far as that's concerned. Um, uh, so, uh, and that sort of brings me to sort of the thought of you know certainly we talk about uh, uh, publishing code, publishing data, which is also another uh, challenge to review uh, as well. Uh, and certainly having links, and we're not hosting the data, we're having links to the servers to, um, uh, for the data. And, uh, you know, we'll have certain standards and how it's organized and how it's, uh, you know, uh, what its format is and things like that. Um, so one peop what people sometimes have confronted me about with Aperture, and this is a, this is a, a, a you know, sort of a challenging answer, uh, question as well, is, is, okay, so you have this, and so, you know, what really does, how is that, I mean, how is Aperture really different than any journal out there? And I think we've all sort of talked about this already, um, that it, uh, you know, that it, it is completely open access and it, it encourages everything from editorials to regular PDFs of papers to, uh, uh, to data, to code, and to link these in some way. Um, and also obviously maintaining a certain high quality and that's what we want to maintain. Um, so in, in, in that sense, it's, it's worth it, I think, to, to consider Aperture as far as a publishing platform. I don't know if you wanted to add to what makes Aperture different than any option out there. People come to me and say, oh, why can't I just you know, post it on a, on a uh, pre-publishing uh, server uh, platform, and, you know, like BioArchive or whatever, and just leave it there and whatever, or just throw it up on GitHub and, and you know, whatever. And so what, what does Aperture, what value, what's unique about Aperture uh, as opposed to all the other journals? And also it ties into the whole OHBM community, but what in your mind uh, is unique about it as far as that's concerned? That, you know, we've already mentioned a lot of things, but uh, sort of just to crystallize uh, what makes it different uh, and worth thinking about. Tanya, do you, do you want to answer that, or are you asking me? Uh, Both yeah, you and Tanya. Uh, okay. And Kay as well, Whatever, whoever wants to chime in. It, it's kind of multifactorial, isn't it? Because it's, it's, it's not just one thing, it's the combination of the, the many things that make it unique. And if you just look at one thing, um, it's not different. So, I mean, if you look at, at the cost for publishing, um, it's it's probably about a third of the cost because we're 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 nonprofit we're not making money, but that in combination with high quality you know it, it so it's the you have to put all the different variables into the equation and then you come up and say oh it's uh, multifactorial and it's that's what makes it different. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Like it's the, the, so in my mind, I always had like the, those five pillars of of Abertra. Uh, the openness, uh, the the non-profit aspect that you mentioned, uh, Tonya, which uh, you know we're not here to make money. Uh, uh, the high, very high quality. Uh, I think that's that's really is critical for the success of the uh, the enterprise. Uh, the diversity of the objects, and also I would say hopefully the diversity of the the people 
uh, of the uh, and the fact that we are community driven we are you know we are we, you know like we have you know the, the men the men sponsor and the men so like you know uh, organizers are, are, are our society where we we elect people and at the, at the head of the society so so those five things a uh, combination of those five things to me are is the is the uh, yeah the uh, the thing that makes aperture uh, unique yeah yeah, and and you mentioned briefly the, the the cost of publishing. So that that's an important point. Uh, right now, I think what is it? We're we're charging a, a, a we're, you know a thousand dollars, but um, to publish, nothing to review, nothing to submit. If you're a non-member, if you're a non-member, thousand for non-members, and eight hundred eight hundred for members. Okay, okay, and that's that's pretty low. Uh, that's pretty achievable by by most labs. Um, considering what I heard nature and science are going to start charging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of, right. There's a, it, yeah, it, it gets high. Um, and that actually, you know, it's interesting. That's a, it's an interesting question of the whole idea of open access. You know, the, the big journals are saying, okay, we'll be open access, but, uh, but you know, we'll charge this huge amount. And so what's really better having, a paywall or, or preventing labs from publishing because it's too expensive. Um, that's, a, that's a tricky thing. So hopefully we're trying to just lower the barrier of, of the access. And of course, we, there's all these exceptions we can make, just like OHBM makes exceptions for, for uh, uh, you know, uh, signing up for the meeting. Uh, you know, if there's uh, underprivileged uh, countries or, 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 or things like that, there's exceptions that can be made, so. Okay, uh, all right, so, so um, maybe we'll start wrapping up here, but um, uh, so how do you, so what, what, what do you envision as the, as the long-term future of Aperture? How can you envision, how do you, let, let's just try to stick our necks out a little bit, uh, maybe um, like Aperture in, in five years, what, what will it look like? <laughs> what do you think? So it's a risky thing because it can go it can go wildly different directions. Um, it, it's a lot of unknowns, a lot of uh, tiny things that might make a huge difference that we don't know about. But um, uh, you know, at least for myself, I, I have a vision that uh, maybe we'll have uh, you know up to several hundred submissions a year, and and we'll be completely sustainable. So much so that we can lower, you know, we if we're totally sustainable, we can lower our application fee, mm -hmm. our, our submission fee, or our, our publication fee. Who knows? And uh, um, I think it will, I think it will enhance. Not only Aperture will grow, but I my feeling is that it will substantially uh, will provide more of a structure for the whole OHBM society. Uh, it will it will be kind of very symbiotic with with the meetings. Uh, you know, when people publish abstracts or talks and meetings, the Aperture will be one of the first places they think about for, for submitting their paper. And it'll just be this very good sort of relationship as far as that's concerned. So I don't know what you guys uh, think of, as far as that. What's your vision for five years from now? If it's uh, anything different, anything, uh, anything to worry about, anything to... <laughs> um, uh, I... Go ahead, Tanya. Yeah, no, I, I echo a lot of what you say um, in terms of um, it's it's going to be one of the, uh, I would hope in five years, one of the primary imaging journals that people think about when they say, okay, I have this paper, where am I gonna send it? And they think of the a number of journals for neuroimaging journals and they say, Aperture, I think it fits for Aperture because probably because everything fits for Aperture. And um, uh, that that it will have an impact factor, um, and the impact factor. So I don't want to give a. I'm trying. Uh, I, I would. I'll give what I hope it'll be. Then I hope it'll be between four and five in five years. Um, that's what I would hope for. Uh, JB wants it higher, and I actually want it <laughs> higher too, but. Uh, yeah, it, um, yeah, it, it, 
you never know if you if you if you're also accepting high quality papers that are replication papers they may not be cited as much as other ones so so certainly there's tricks that people that publishers do to increase impact factors um, and those are things that we won't necessarily do because we're, we're focusing on quality and and other things so it would be nice to have high quality, but what I would like is that people think about it as one of the top imaging journals that they could send it to of, of an assortment of, of imaging journals. Um, I, I don't think we're going to take over the entire market in five years. Yeah. Ten? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but it, it's interesting. We were, we were just, uh, before this uh, podcast, we were just talking about impact factor and um, yeah, no, it's a, it's interesting because I think OHBM, uh, you know, sort of taps into the same community that neuroimage and HBM human brain mapping tap into, and and they have impact factors around five, six, uh, uh, seven, sometimes depending on how you think about it. Uh, some years, um, and it uh, 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 also because the journal is, uh, you know, of course we publish, we we encourage findings, uh, but but also you know a lot of a lot of methods papers, especially if the code is available and everything, and it's very useful, it'll be those those have those have high amounts of citations. Um, so, so maybe you know I'm who knows it could be even higher depending on the size. I mean, as the OHBM community grows, we have you know three thousand people attending the meeting at least, or and then you know uh, a much wider group that that cares about neuroimaging. So. I, I, I kind of agree. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I, uh, I, first of all, I don't like impact factor as a measure. It's, uh, you know, if we could uh, get rid of that. Yeah, great. yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's... We, we, we really do want to have like a very high quality, right? And we've seen that there are many initiatives in the publishing world that are, you know, open, but not very high quality. And we, we want to avoid that sort of like, you know, that trap of, uh, uh, so, so high quality means like a high recognition for objects that are not traditional objects. I think that's the, uh, and the, and you know, I, I would, I would hope that aperture would be the place, for, you know, people thinking, oh, this is, this is more than just, you know, like a story. This is, this is a whole body of work that, uh, and that's, and somehow we're going to be more selective in some ways. If, you know, like if we're asking for, hey, where are the data, where are the code, like, you know, we're, it's going to be, uh, you know, selective, right? Because you know, not everyone would be, uh, you know, doing all that work. So, so I'm hoping that you know, people will think of Aperture as, okay, this is the place where things can be reusable easily. I can, I can take an Aperture uh, publication or you know, objects and 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 you know, like really uh, rely on it and and reuse it and uh, and 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 go faster in in, in the research and uh, go more more efficiently. Uh, so that's the, you know, I think uh, if, if we, you know, if we have that sort of like, you know, ideas in the mind of uh, all the, our community of researchers, uh, both at uh, OHBM first, uh, our society, but also beyond, uh, you know, in the future, uh, I think, we, I mean, I'm hoping for that success. I'm, 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 yeah, uh, I think it will work uh, because, because that's something that we need. Uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's make it happen. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think um, that almost uh, we're almost uh, wrapping up. If, if there's, are there any additional thoughts or perspectives or things to say that any of you wanted to to add, as far as that's concerned? Um, can Can I just uh, add one shameless plug for uh, for the OHBM members who are currently working on high quality articles to consider submitting it to Aperture. We are open for business, and uh, if you think hmm, this could go to nature, could go to science, but they're going to charge like excessively amounts of money. So, how about Aperture? Yeah, we, we yeah, it's going to be well recognized as a high quality platform for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's my one shameless uh, plug. Okay, yeah, no, I'm all all behind that as well, and uh, I'm already thinking of papers to submit myself to Aperture and. and <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll keep it going. All right. All right. Well, uh, and I'm working. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, well, thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Tanya, JB, Kay, uh, for, for joining me and, and uh, helping at myself, 
you know, getting this OHBM podcast off the ground as well with, with this. This is a perfect start. Uh, you know, it's near and dear to my heart and, and uh, um, hopefully we'll, this also will, will continue as well uh, and, and keep on growing. Um, so, and who knows, maybe, you know, well, thank you. Thank you. And maybe in a couple of years, we'll, we'll come back to Aperture and, and have an update. So. That'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> and uh, I would, I should say, thank you. Like, uh, you know, it's been, it's been fun, fun and, and really exciting to work on this uh, with, uh, you know, you, Peter, Antonia and uh, Kay. And like, I think it's been, it's been a great group uh, of people as well. So that uh, the human enterprise was, was fantastic as well. So uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank yeah, you very thank much. You. It's been great working with you all and yeah. Okay, yeah, thanks. And uh, we'll keep on getting more and more busy too. So, all right, well, thank you. And uh, I think with that, I'll sign off. Perfect.